Bible, but if you got Jesus in your heart, you know, you want to look nice because you are nice. Amen? Well, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. I just want to import, uh, report to you that things are going well. God is good. We appreciate the ones that's uh, in the control room and those that help us every week, uh, whether it's worship, whether it's greeters, ushers, uh, TV people, whatever it is, whatever you do, you're, you're certainly appreciated because we couldn't do what we do without you. And we're just believing God that we continue to have new people come into Experience Life Church. And I want to report to you that all of our bills are paid. Amen. And also someone gave an offering last week and helped. And so both of these are all paid off now. And that big speaker with the over $4,000, it's all paid off. Amen. That's the way God is. He supplies your needs according to his riches and glory when you put him first in your life. And that's what we're doing here is preaching the gospel. And you know, that's the purpose. That's the purpose that I come here for on Sunday morning, whether I'm preaching, Pastor Sharon's preaching, Pastor Jan or Pastor Al or a guest speaker. It is to help improve your relationship with God so that you're, you, you become a better person. You know, I, I, I don't come here and preach or anywhere I go and speak and minister the word of God. I don't, I don't do that uh, just because that I'm a preacher. I mean, obviously I am, but um, I don't do that for that reason or because of any money I might get. I come here because God has led us here. You know, there's, and I say this, and please don't anyone take offense to this. There's many places in the world we could be today uh, ministering, but you know what? I don't have any desire to be any of those places and and, and minister. You know, I remember back in in the. Um, Late 80s, we, we almost moved to the Philippines, and I remember going there, and we looked for a week, and we finally found the house we were going to rent and live in, and we was going to run our minutes or lead our ministry out of Asia, and and mainly minister through throughout Asia and, and the uh, Europe, but you know, when we got ready to, to do that, it just didn't happen. And a few years later, we moved from Tennessee to Texas. So God had Texas in mind, not the Philippines. And isn't that good how God can work things out? Well, I'll tell you, I've just been praying and believing God for good things to happen. And I was so pleased to be in the prayer room this morning and see. I mean, when I walked in there, they was already on fire. They were praying. The Holy Ghost was just just flowing and and I immediately just started praying in the spirit I mean it just just came on me so I appreciate you that are are coming in and praying early with us because I believe that prayer is essential to prayer is essential to walking with God and and anything we do we need prayer a part of our life amen well I, I want to uh, say hello to our internet audience and let you know that we're glad you're here wherever you are and, and it's amazing some of the reports that uh, I'm getting somebody sent me an email that um, I had no clue that watched us and uh, I got an email I don't remember what day it was and they were saying of how their life 
you know, they used to attend our church here, and I don't know if they go to church anywhere or not, but they were talking about how the ministry is really ministering to them, and um, they had gone through the loss of a child, and through that, somehow they let that keep them away. But, you know, that's the time when we really need to come closer to God. Amen. Anytime, anytime something happens, uh, let's not run from God. Let's run to God. Is that right? But anyway, I'd like for you to stand on your feet with me if you would. And I'm going to read again. I'm not wanting to be redundant. I am trying to be repetitive because there's some things that you just need to say over and over again. Uh, I, I know sometimes Pastor Sharon, she'll have to tell me something several times. And the only thing is if she gets louder when she tells me, uh, I, I don't appreciate it as much. But sometimes, you know, sometimes she, she, I say, what'd you say? And, and she'll tell me again. And so the next time she raises her voice, you know, and, and so you, you you know, uh, I, I just, I'm not going to raise my voice right now anyway, uh, but I want to read these scriptures because I want you to comprehend what I'm really wanting to communicate in this whole series that we first got to, we first have to learn that God loves us. And if we don't know that, then, then we're just we're just going along being religious and God doesn't want us to be religious he wants us to be a, a, a child of his that we know we're loved and we love him so I'm going to read while you stand and then I'll pray and then I'll let you be seated and then it's, and again it's in first John chapter 4 verse 7 through 11 now I'm not putting this on the screens this morning so if you got your phones or your Bibles and you want to read along with me okay I will be putting some other things on the screen in a little while of scriptures but this one I'm not this morning and it says beloved let us love one another everybody say love one another, love one another. Isn't, that, isn't that good <laughs> beloved let us love one another for love is of God My, now say that beloved is of God now, if I didn't say anything else, that, that's enough right now. We could almost just zip it up and go home and just start loving each other because we love God. And then he said, and everyone who loves, now notice, I've, I've read this, this is the sixth time I've read this. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Wow. He who does not love, man, I, I, I know I've, I've elaborated on this and talked about it every time I read it, but it's so powerful. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. We've got to understand that, you know. When you get mad, go back to love. Amen? Anyway, in, his, in this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him or live through love. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation or the sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, wow. If God so loved us, ooh, oh, I think I think the CD got stuck. <laughs> if God so loved us, yes. oh, here it comes one more time. It's still stuck. <laughs> if God so loved us, we also ought 
to love one another. Father, we thank you today for your goodness, for your love, and for your mercies. We read in your word, God, in Lamentations, how your mercies are new every morning. And thank you for your mercy that you have extended to us time and time again. You've spared our lives when we didn't even know it. You sent angels to us and ministered to it when we were unaware. And so, Father, I pray this morning that somehow in some way your angels will be ministering spirits. They'll go to and fro to the people here in this chapel today and those that are viewing somewhere in the world. We pray, Holy Spirit, that as we are ministering today, that you will touch every mind, every heart. If there is a block or a hindrance someone has experienced today, that will be removed and, it, and love will overshadow that person today and they'll learn to walk and live in your love and by your love and through your love. We pray, Holy Spirit, that the anointing will flow upon everyone that, that's watching, that's here. God, that you will anoint me and bring supernatural reasons call to say what you want me to say today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I pray amen and amen well you may be seated if you can well this morning I've got so much now I'm not going to get through with the message today and so um, this is going to be a, a two-parter you say well that's already in the six but this particular one is going to be a two-parter because I got so much to say in this one uh, and again I'm getting a little raspy or something that's just going on up here I don't know what it is the rubbing or something anyway um, I got so much to say about this that I got three things that I want to talk about, and I won't get them done today, but I just feel so strong that we've got to learn that God loves us, and, and when God loves us, and we know that, you say, well, you already said that, I'm, I know it, I'm going to say it again, God loves us, and until we understand that, we can't really love other people, we can't even love ourselves. And so this morning I want to start off by talking about relationships and my title this morning is love the sweet place or the sweet place in life and I, in a little bit I'll tell you what this title means and uh, why I'm using that as a title but before I get there let me just say relationships are so important in life. And you know what, um, I say it humbly, but Pastor Sharon and I have been blessed to have a lot of really great relationships in our life. And, and, and you know, some of you, it's just been, it's just been so wonderful to, to have you. And, and I, I feel so blessed to have Pastor Jan and Al Tennis here and, and Al and Linda, you know, our longtime friends of ministry. We started out, he was 17 and I was 18 when we first met. And here we are uh, a few years past that we're, 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 we're together. And, and, you know, the Bible said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And, and so I'm so grateful that, that I have friends. And then someone called me this week and uh, we've been friends for 40 something years and his wife has been fighting cancer and, 
and I've been with them through the whole process and you know she got cleared she was just no more cancer there and uh, all at once the doctor called them back in wanted to do a <clears throat> MRI and they had a spot and uh, and so they were talking to me and, and said, what did we do wrong? I said, you didn't do anything wrong. We just, there's an old devil out there that just don't like us. And so you just be faithful. And I prayed with them. I, I don't know how long I prayed with them, but anyway, just encouraged them. And so that's, that's what it's all about is the love of God, speaking God's word and God's love. It's encouraging people. But I'll tell you one thing, to keep relationships whether it's family relationships, friendships, or whatever it is, it's a lot of work. Thank you for all those big amens I got right there. Relationships, family, or whatever it is, it's, it's a lot of work. And I believe this. I believe that yours and mine, our success, a lot of our success depends upon the types of relationships that we have. You know, I want quality relationships in my life. And I, I believe this, that godly relationships enrich your life. They don't drain your life. I believe they, let me say it again, enrich your life. They don't drain your life. Godly relationships strengthens your life. And see, the purpose... Of, of any relationship that I, I believe is to add value to each other. See, it's not just one in the relationship that is, that is getting something from it, but it's both people in the relationship, both growing together, working together to make it work. So Solomon said, iron sharpens iron. Now let me just ask you the question, are the people that you're, 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 you're spending a lot of time with, uh, are they sharpening you? Are they causing you to be better? Are you causing other people to be better? See, one of the things that I, I say is we need to be aware or cautious of someone that is, let me say it this way, that's, be cautious of someone who always wants something from you and that is never given to you. You know, it really hurts me when I, I you know, over the years we've had staff and, and, it, and it really has hurt me. I, 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 don't, I don't beat anybody up or, 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 or run anybody off because of it. But when staff, we've had staff members that, that didn't tithe. Well, you know, uh, it hurt me when they didn't tithe. I treated them the same as the ones that did, but it hurt me because, you know, tithing doesn't belong to you or me. Tithing is God's. And so if I'm going to teach and preach and minister and have staff to help me, I want them to be on the same page. And in, when they're not on the same page, I felt like there was a breach or something. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about people in leadership now. But, you know, I want to say it again. Um, 
that if, if a person is unwilling to give in the relationship, all they want you to do is give, I caution you to, to know what you're dealing with because you're opening yourself for offense if you don't know how to deal with that. See, one of the greatest types of individuals to be in a relationship is with those who love to give. Because giving is contagious. Everybody say, giving is contagious. Now, I'll say it again a different way. Uh, Godly relationships are a two-way street. Each one gives to the other. One cannot do all the giving, and I'm not talking about money. I mean, you know, money can be involved, but I'm not talking about money. That's not it at all. See, one one cannot do all the giving, and a relationship can't be based on money. When one is based on money, unless it's a business relationship. You know, if it's a business relationship, you understand that and you know that. But it's not the same type of relationship that I'm talking about as people walking together in serving God or friends or, or, or people that's, that's uh, a Christian. So I'm, I'm not talking about a business relationship because in a business relationship, money is in involved, expectations are there, and they both need to know what the expectations are on both sides. But even though one may not be capable, um, like for instance, sometimes you're in relationship and one has more money than the other one, and the other one is not capable of uh, supplying, even if, 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 uh, the, if when it comes to money, if if one wants to give and the other one, they know the other one can't give the same thing back, then that, that's okay. I mean, nobody says you, two rich people have to be in relationship and two, two people that don't have as much have to be in relationship. The Bible didn't say that. And see, relationship, uh, relationship I found out over the years is communication. I found out that to maintain any relationship, there's got to be communication with each other. With each other. Somebody say each other. Now, one of the things that I, I want you to understand that I know, I don't keep score with who calls me first or who calls me last or who I buy dinner for, or who buys dinner for me or who bought it last, you know. Sometimes say, well, we bought it last. It's our turn. Well, who wants to keep turns, you know? Who wants to keep turns? I mean, if you, I mean, it's good that both do, you know? We went out the other night, and, and, and you know, when you go out with your kids, you're expected to pay, I guess, you know? And so, uh, uh, of course, you know, ours is really wonderful, and uh, we went for a little snack the other day, and David said, David and Jordan was with us, and David said, give me the check. Well, I said, no, David will. He said, Dad, let me do something. Dad, let me do something. And so I just felt, you know, I was sitting up straight, but I felt like I was 10 foot tall. (laughs) Not that he doesn't offer that uh, uh, other times. I'm not saying that. But it's just showing, even though he's a child, he knows that, you know, normally it's what we do when we go together as a family. Mom and Daddy usually picks up the check. But, you know, he said, I want to do it. So we don't keep score but one should reach out to the other. And true, true relationships both, both communicate in inviting and in giving. 
So, you know, you don't just sit around and say, well, they didn't call, 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 they didn't invite, they didn't invite, so I guess they're mad. No, if you, if you communicate, you know. See, before I finish talking about relationships, let me tell you where the title of my message came from today. And I know in time, I'm not going to get to the story, so I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. I'm going to read it to you so you understand what I mean, love is a sweet place. And I will get to it next week, but I'm, I'm, I'm just positive looking at the clock already. I'm not going to get to my real theme of this message, which is in Second, Champion, Second Samuel chapter 10. And uh, Cheryl, I, I, I told you one through four, but it's actually one through five. And it says, and it happened after this, that the king of the people of Ammon died. And Hanan, his son, re, re, reigned in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent the hand of his servant to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the people of Ammon. Then the princess of the people of Ammon said to Hanan their lord, Do you think that David really honors your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not rather sent his servants to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Therefore Hanan, Hanan took David's servants, shaved off half of their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told David, he sent them to meet them because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, wait at Jericho until your beards have grown out. Now, this to me is an amazing story. It's very short in in verses of scripture but it's an amazing story when we get into it as I said I won't get to the story today it'll be next week but I want you to understand my theme and when sometimes we do things for people and they misunderstand our intentions and David went there with his men and I, I'm going to just say there a little and then I'm going to go on but David sent his men there to to do something good, but the, the, the new king and his advisors, they said, David's not coming to honor. David's not coming to do something good. They're coming to spy out the land so they can take us over and know what's going on. So let's take them and shame them and shave off half of their beard and cut their clothes off up up here to show their rear ends will be showing. I mean, how would you like to walk down the street with your rear end showing? You know, I had the stupidest dream here not long ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell it. I had the stupidest... I, I, I dreamed I was naked and I was outside and it was naked. And... and um, and I was trying to cover myself up to get back in. Why would anybody have a dream like that? I don't know. I prayed about it and I said, Lord, uh, I, 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 want, I know I'm naked before you, but I don't want to be naked before people. You know, why would you have us that dream that you're naked outside and, and you're just trying to cover yourself up and get in the house? I mean, it was just, I don't know where that came from, but anyway, uh, 
can you imagine? And I remember in the stream, I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. I, I just think, this is awful. How did I get out here? You know, in the dream, it didn't say how I got out there. It was just, here I was, running around with no clothes on, just trying to, trying to get in. And anyway, uh, can you imagine the, the servants walking around and, and they're very insured. And these were men of honor. These was men of great responsibility. And then half of their beard shaved. Well, when David heard about it, he told them to go to Jericho. And he said, go there till your beards grow out. And then uh, we will get you some clothes that was go that's going to cover your rear end. So you won't have to go around uh, embarrassed showing your, your, your private parts of your body. So what Jericho really means is the sweet place. So what David did, he sent the men when they were offended to a sweet place. So when I saw the meaning of that, I thought, well, I think I want to talk about the sweet place. And I'm going to get there, but give me some time and just bear along with me. And so I, I want us to learn how to get in the sweet place. And that's one of the things that this love series is all about. Is learning how to live in the sweet place of life. Rather than allowing the problems of life to keep us uh, from um, doing this. Now... I'm blessed, as I said, to have some often friends who have much more financial means than both Pastor Sharon and I do. Uh, and you know, I don't expect them to do all of the giving. I never have expected them because they've got more means than we do. I don't expect them to do all the, um, the, the giving, the calling, the inviting, the communicating. And, and you know, this past Friday, um, I had a friend call. And, um, you know, this friend called and we, we probably talked. I put it on speaker and Pastor Sharon was there. And, and we probably talked 30 minutes talking about life. And they're, they're, they're my age. And, and they talked about, we were talking about how to age gracefully. And uh, they're in ministry. And if I called the name of the person, you would know who it is. But, you know, in this person and uh, this relationship with both both the, the, the husband and wife, you know, they, they um, you know, as I said, uh, they have more means than we do, but just because they have more, I don't expect them to initiate all the communication, and neither do I expect uh, me to do it either. See, they may be up here financially, and we're here financially, or vice versa, it's not the one that's, you know, it's, it's both when it's a relationship. Um, we've been friends for many years, but we've always do our part in the relationship. And we don't relate to them because of what they have or who, who, who what they do. I told this person years ago, I said, you know, I, I really am grateful for the anointing and the blessings of God on your life and the exposure. But you've got to know that we were friends before you were ever known. And we're not here because of what you do. We're here because of who you are. And that's a big statement. See, many times people want to be close to people because of what they do. But I like to be close to people because of who they are. And 
And you know, we don't relate to them as again, as I said, because of what they have. But when we first started in the relationship, Pastor Sharon and I, we had a whole lot more uh, than they did. But as time went on, their ministry began to grow and their finances began to grow and things began to happen. But you know what? Nothing in the relationship ever changed. Oh, sure, that ministry grew, 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 grew larger than ours. But they never let what they were doing compare to us and not relate to us or expect us to do all the work in the relationship because they were bigger now and, and, and well-known and, and got books beyond and, and, and whatever. The relationship stayed intact. And they called Friday and said, I was thinking about you Thursday and before. And said, I was thinking about you Thursday. Uh, well, it was wonderful to be thought of. Amen? Amen. Somebody sometimes tells me, say, uh, it's good to see you. And I say, it's good to be seen. <laughs> Can you say amen to that? Anyway, I want you to understand that, that we've got several relationships. And, and, and this one in particular, I can't tell you that, you know, it's, it's just been wonderful to see as, as, as it grew over the years. And <clears throat> they got more staff members than some people have in church, uh, big churches I'm talking about. But, you know, the relationship, they call, they invite, we call. We invite, they send gifts, we send gifts, you know, and, and, I, and we don't keep score of who gives the most gifts or when the last one was given. Somebody say amen. amen. And, you know, normally when we go out to eat, most of the time they try to pay. But sometimes I just say, now, I've already got the bill taken care of, so just just don't be trying to take care of the bill today because it's, well, why would you do that? Somebody said, they got more money. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not about who's got more money. It's relationship. Are you here now? <laughs> you know, and I do have another friend. Um, um, I call him a friend. And, and they, well, I just shouldn't have said he. Anyway, they tell me I'm their best friend. Uh, uh, and then this person tells me, Don, you're my best friend. And, you know, I do most of the communicating and most of the giving. And, and I, I, I normally only hear from him or by a call or a text when he wants something. <laughs> but you see, uh, I, I, I don't get offended. Uh, I don't get offended by what they do or don't do. Thank you. Now, one of the things I want you to understand is God used me one time in that relationship to really be the person that God wanted to guide them through a real crisis in their, their life and ministry. And I only say that and I, I, I would always pay my expenses when I went to this other state to help, help this person. But when I was in need, I didn't expect that that person should help me. Now, it's not to say that people shouldn't. I just got through saying that. 
But I didn't expect it, and so when I needed help and I didn't get it, I didn't get bothered. I didn't get offended because I knew if I expected it, I knew that person wasn't going to do it. And uh, they said, I don't, they, they said to me, uh, not too long ago, they said <clears throat> to me, I don't know how to be the kind of friend that you are to me. Well, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not out to lunch, folks. <laughs> I'm not out to lunch. <clears throat> and I understand when people say things. I, I heard what, what was said. I'm not out to lunch. But that's okay because I understand the kind of relationship that I'm in. I'm okay with it because I know that I have always been <clears throat> the one that has given the most. Now, there's been times that there's been rewards on the other side. I don't want to say that. But it's mainly a one way unless the other person wants something. Now, that can be dangerous if you can't handle it. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. But see, I... I'm in the sweet place of life or trying to stay in the sweet place. Let me put it that way. I'm trying to live in the sweet place of life. And so I care about this person. And, and we've been friends for way over 50 years. And so I care about this person. And so I'm willing to have this kind of relationship because I can handle it. But don't do it if you can't handle it. Because you're going to get hurt. You're going to get offended. Now. Uh, however. Now listen to this. And I hope it comes out right. I'm closer to the friend that reaches back to me. That does not expect me to initiate all the communication. Is that normal? They reach to me. I reach to them. So even though I've got this other relationship that I really care for, I, I am closer to the one, and they both got means. I mean, let me say that they both got a lot of means, uh, more than we do uh, as far as money. Uh, but you know, we got real relationships. Have me understand what I'm talking about. So... I, I, let me say it again, I'm closer to the friend that reaches back to me that does not expect me to initiate all the communications. I love them both, but the one that shows me they care by communicating, I'll make more effort in that relationship to keep it strong. Yes. What is that saying? I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Is, is that the way they said? I don't care what you know or how much you know until I know how much you care. Well, you see, in relationships, both people care. I said both people care. Uh, God loves all of us, but what kind of a relationship would we have with God if we waited for Him to speak to us first? Come on now. What kind of relationship with God would we have if we sit around and said, God, you've got to talk first. I'm not going to talk to you unless you talk to me. See, we go to God. We go to God, and God's always there listening. 
Sometimes he doesn't give us back what we want when we want it. But he's most likely protecting us and taking care of us when we don't get what we ask for. And sometimes we ask for things that's not his will. So we're not going to get them to begin with. Now, let me just talk about this beautiful woman here on the front row, which is my wife of 57 years. What if I expected her to do all the communication? What if I expected her to do all the communication? Now, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. That's why some marriages don't work, is one person tries to do all the communication for both, and it does not work. Now, every day, almost every day, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? I mean, you know, she's a great cook, and she won't let me in there anyway, you know. Uh, uh, David and Tim and, and uh, uh, Pastor Sharon's got genes from her father and her mother, but Tammy and, and myself, we missed out on them, you know. We, um, Tammy is just not a cook. I mean, she, 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 she doesn't like to cook, so she didn't get the genes. But uh, she's got the genes. I mean, I mean, it makes no difference. When we sit down and we just have a sandwich, I mean, it's got so much in it, you know. It's just, it's just, it's just got everything in it. You think, my goodness, all of these flavors. I mean, it's, I never see anybody can make a sandwich and it's got so much stuff in it. I mean, we had a tuna sandwich the other day, and I was trying to find the tuna. <laughs> Not really, but, but there was so much stuff in it the other day, I'm telling you. Anyway, what if I waited for her to do all the talking? But now, when it comes to the meals, she is. But, you know, every day, what do you want for dinner? I said, well, what do you want? Why is it always me? You're asking me what I want. She said, well... You know, I like pretty much anything you do, and so, whatever. And so, uh, I want you to understand, if she was the only one, now, now she does do that about the, the food, but there's a lot of stuff she comes and talks to me about that I assume she didn't, but <laughs> she comes and talks to me about, but I communicate with her as well. I make plans and I ask her as well. And so we got to understand what I'm talking about, that relationship, if you really love God, relationship is two ways. When we go to church, uh, pay our tithes and give offerings and obey God and serve others, we get rewarded for what we do. Do we not? And not necessarily now do we get rewarded for the, for the people of who we serve, or you here in church or somewhere else, you may be doing something and you may never get acknowledged or get a thank you, but you can't do it for that reason. You do it as unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. You know, I had a minister call me this week and they've got some situations going on in their church, and large church, and I just said to the minister, I said, you just have to decide what you're doing. You're doing it as unto the Lord. And I said, if you can't do it as unto the Lord, you, you just got to get yourself out. I said, because you're going to get offended because you're not 
you got to get out. I said, uh, you got to do it as unto the Lord. And if you can't handle that, then get out. And get out in a good attitude. Don't get out with a bad attitude. Amen? Amen. See, when people show you how much they care, you'll go the extra mile to keep the relationship strong. In other words, when we tithe and we give and we pray, why do we get more than people that just serve God? Because sowing and reaping is involved. We're showing God how much we appreciate Him. So there is a reward for what we sow. You know, I had a good friend of 35 years. His name's Rob Thompson. He pastors a great church in, in um, Chicago. And I ordained him over 35 years ago. And um, awesome, awesome man. I mean, he is just an incredible man. And he, and, and he communicated with me Friday. And, 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 and I, was, I was asking him about some of the, the things that I, he had said over the years. Because we've preached together and we've ministered together. I've preached in his church. And he's been here to preach. And we've done conferences together. And he's just, he's just a very bright bright man and, and many things and um, I asked him a question about something and here's what he said and I want to put it on the screen he said the way you love others is truly the way you believe God loves you wow. yeah that's what I said the way you show compassion to others is the very same way you believe that God has shown compassion to you he said it's everything the way you love Sharon is the way you believe God loves you. Wow, I had never thought about that. The way I love her. The way I love her is the way I believe God loved me. And he said both attitudes and actions, both attitudes and actions are a mirror. And then he closed by, and this was a text he sent me after. And this was a text and he said, I love you. Sincerely, 35 years we've been friends, 35 years we, and you know what, out of the clear blue, I mean he's got much more means than we do financially, but out of the clear blue, he'll call. Once he was in France and, and um, he's in a hotel room and I looked and I saw the number and I answered it and, and uh, we started talking and we'd been talking maybe 15 minutes and he said, well, I just wanted, I was, I was here and I'm just thinking about you, Don, and wanted to let you know. And he said, I'm in France. And I, I said, well, we've been talking 15 minutes. He said, so we'll talk 30. We'll talk 40. He said, it's on my dime. Don't worry about it. And, of course, you know, he had a special thing, which it wasn't costing much money for him to talk to me. But, again, he's in France, and he's thinking about me, and he's calling. See, we've got to understand, we can't let what little things come up for us to get all disturbed and, and feel like we've got our beards halfway shaved off or our <laughs> clothes cut up. You don't want me to demonstrate, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but you see... There's, there's, never, there's never any 
there's never any competition between us. And I've had him here on the, the webcast as well. And there's never any competition. And, uh, you know, I, I don't expect him to call me because I call him or text him. It, it's just, you just can't do that. You've got to learn how to deal with life and live in the sweet place. I love the sweet place. Because when you're in the sweet place, even when she, she, she kind of raises her voice or tells me twice, you know, uh, I, I can handle it because I'm in the sweet place. <laughs> if I wasn't in the sweet place, I couldn't handle it. Amen? Amen? Now, here's something else he said to me. He said this to me. He said, never, I never make the pleasurable people of my present I wrote down the wrong word here. He said, let me get it, because I, I know what he said. I never make the pleasurable people of my present pay for the painful people of my past. That's Rob Thompson. He said, I never, and, and you know, sometimes people are always, <clears throat> if they've had a bad experience in a relationship, then, <clears throat> then they're, they're making other people pay for what went wrong. And then sometimes, maybe in a second marriage, uh, someone still hadn't put away all of the pain and, and all of the hurt. And so they're trying to make the other person pay in the second marriage because of what the other person did. You've got to realize this is not the same person. Yes. Is anybody here? Yes. Now, uh, he said, I will experience my greatest moments and fulfill the destiny to which I've been called only as I remain faithful to divinely ordained relationships. Amen. See, I believe there's ordained relationships. Some are not to be forever. Some, some relationships are seasonal and they'll only be there for a certain time and they help. And you know, they've, they've been a lot of people that's been been through our church over the years and, and many of them, them tell me today I'm a better person because I, I, I was there and this person that sent me an email uh, said I will never forget you and Pastor Sharon and uh, anyway when, when they first started they, they heard me at a Joyce Meyer conference and found me on the internet and started coming to our church and they attended our church for about a year and we hardly knew them or whatever and um, and you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about him, but one day he came to me, and uh, maybe about a year and a half later, and he said, Pastor, I got to tell you something. He said, I've been here over uh, a year and a half, and I've been living with this lady, but he said, I love her, and she loves me. And after hearing you preach, I realized we needed to get married. Yes. 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 See, we're here to help. See, he had never been in church before. He'd never been in church before. But anybody ought to know whether you're in church or not in church that if you're going to live together as husband and wife, you need to be married. Everybody say married. Anyway. But I thought, this is wonderful. I didn't even know it they weren't in leadership. I wouldn't put someone like that in leadership if I knew it. And so they 
they got married and still married today and still happy and and so I want relationships in my life that I can make better and they can make me better. Now there are those that I'm working on. That I'm, I'm working on. But uh, would you come here just a minute now? Just stand right down there. But now if, if, if this one is not a good one and I keep holding on See, I can't get him up here. Pull me just a little bit. But he can pull me down to him. So watch when you're helping someone. Make sure that's what you're doing. And don't stay too long if there's no change. Don't stay too long if there's no change. Because they're going to pull you in their world instead of you pulling them into your world. Amen? Amen? See, one of the ways we relate to God is how we treat people. If we can't relate to people through love, forgiveness, then we can't relate to God because God forgive us and He said, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. Now, you can pray, you can give money, but if you don't love God... You don't love people. You can go to church. You can pray. You can give money. But if you don't love God, you don't love people. But if you love God, you're going to learn to love people. Now, some of them, it's a, you can't do it emotionally. You can't do it emotionally. Uh-uh. Yesterday I was on a webcast. And there was a lot of people on this webcast. And uh, I just... I, I, I wasn't invited on this webcast to be a speaker. I am many times. I'm invited. And they have a lot of people uh, that's on their webcast every time. And it's a, it's a business. Um, it's a business that's... Uh, and and the, the person over this makes millions of dollars every year. And um, so I, I just clicked in and they, I had a password to get in. And so... I thought I'd just watch a few minutes, and so once I did, then the host said, oh, we got Pastor Don Clowers on. I mean, you know, it shows up, and uh, it's not Facebook. It's, it's a special thing through um, Google, and uh, it's a very expensive thing, and anyway, uh, and they said, would you like us to pull you on to be a speaker? And so I typed in, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> And they said, anything you want to talk about? They typed back and said, anything you want to talk about? And so, uh, you know, I didn't have my hair combed, so I said, give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and combed my hair, and so they clicked me in, and I showed up on the screen of people around the world. And one of the things that I was talking about was, one of the things that I started talking about was because this is on my heart of you know what do we do when we get hurt what do we do when we get hurt now Cheryl I'm going to get out a sink with my notes right now so don't get nervous honey I don't know 
But I said in the, I said, because the, the whole, she said, she said, she was in a meeting, I don't remember, I guess it was Friday because this was yesterday. She said, I was in a meeting and something was going on and she said, I just got fed up with the devil. She said, I'm out of here. I'm not, not that she was mad or anything. She said, I'm fed up with the devil. I'm just fed up with the devil. And so she said, I decided to go to the keyboard and play the keyboard and start worshiping. I just decided to go and start worshiping. I thought, man. And so anyway, after she got through with that, and I, 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 I think I started my remarks by saying, you know, I won't call her name, but I said, you know, I said, when you squeeze a lime or a grapefruit, what comes out? Grapefruit juice. Lime juice. I said, you were squeezed by life. You were squeezed by life. So what came out? Worship came out. What's in you when you're squeezed by life is what comes out. That's why I am saying we must learn to get in the sweet place of life. Love is the sweet place of life. Is anybody here with me? Now, I, I, I know I got out of sync there a little bit, but um, you know, a believer wants to go to church. He or she wants to tithe and give offerings and express their love to God. And so when they do, God opens the windows of heaven on them. But if you expect your relationships to grow, then you personally have to go the extra mile. Amen? Amen. You personally have to go the extra mile. Now, I, I didn't... Cheryl, I didn't tell you about this one. This one's just, sorry about that. But Ephesians chapter 4, it says, this is Paul, he says, and he said, I beg you, this is Ephesians chapter 4, 1, verse 1 in the Living Bible. He said, I beg you, I as a prisoner here in jail for serving the Lord. Now, here's a man talking from jail, talking to a free people. He said, to live, in a, to live and act in a way worthy of those who have been chosen for such wonderful blessings as this. But now here's the scripture. I wanted to preface it with that one. But I wanted to preface it first of all with how he started off. But he said, be humble, gentle, patient with each other and this is the real big deal make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love now back to the relationship that I said that I had that I'm ex willing to accept that in that relationship I overlook the faults 
of that person because I love that person. Now, I just said I'm not as close as we used to be and I'm not as close to the ones that reach out to me. But sometimes in relationships, you have to make allowances for their faults. Boy, y'all are really about shouting me down right here. Now, Pastor Sharon never has to do that for me. She never has to make it. And I and Linda, I know you never have to make allowances. Um, yeah, he, he's perfect, so you don't have to make any, any allowances for him. I mean, you know, you just go around saying, yes, master, yes, master, yes, master. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding now. Um, now, well, next time he preaches, I don't know what I'm going to get, so I better <laughs> make allowances there, brother. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Satan is always trying to set a trap for believers to get caught. He's always trying to set a trap for us to get caught in. You know, and then I think of this. He's not out there at the bars trying to bring, I mean, these people are already there. I mean, they're already angry. They're already drinking. They're already doing their stuff. But he, he, he's not there trying to set them against each other. He's already got them doing what they want to do. But he shows up in church. Somebody said the devil comes to church. Some people bring him right along. He shows up in church and what he does is he, he tries to set people at odds against each other and sever relationships. He tries to sever relationships. Good and godly relationships, and I believe this, can be better than money. Good and godly relationships can be better than money because sometimes you can have enough money to buy anything that you want. But if you don't have somebody to pray for you, you, and maybe you're sick and you've got enough money to pay forever, but your sickness can't be fixed with money. But it can be fixed with prayer. So that's why I'd rather have good relationships than money. Now, I'm, I'm trying to get to a place to wind down. I heard one pastor, I was listening to him this week, and he closed three times. So I'm not going to close. I'm just telling you I'm trying to wind down. He'll say, he, I, I was watching him on YouTube and his friend of mine, and I was watching him, and he got down and he said, um, I'll close with this. Well, he got another one, and then he went on, and he said, well, I'll close with this. Then he went on and got another one, and he said, I'll close with this. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, he finally closed. I bring Rosa up here to play the keyboard to sort of tell y'all I'm finishing, and I give you false hope. <laughs> but she's so sweet to, to come and, 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 and do this and uh, say, Pastor, I'm trying to tell you it's time to close. I'm, I'm telling you it's time to finish. 
But while she's giving me the signal, <laughs> let me say this. <laughs> don't take godly relationships for granted. Don't take godly relationships for granted. Sow into them where you want to go. Let me remind you again. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. See, one of the enemy's deadliest and most deceptive traps is to imprison countless Christians and keep them from living in the sweet place of life. You know, when I was talking to our, our friend Friday, was it yesterday, Friday? We were talking about aging gracefully. You know, as we were sharing with each other, I was just so grateful. Just so grateful of God's goodness. And that I am learning, and I wouldn't tell you I've learned, but I'm learning to live more and more in the sweet place of life. You know, there was a person I met with last week that used to work in our ministry and help us. And, and as I was sitting with him, when it come time for them to leave, I didn't want them to go. And I had introduced them to who they're working with now. They met each other through our ministry. And when it was time for them to go, I really didn't want them to go, but I, I knew I had to let go. And um, it hurt when they left. But he said to me, he said, Pastor Don, I've been to you with you and done worship for you in many parts of the world and, and at Grace. And he said, when we came to Grace, that's what we were called then. He said, when we came to Grace, we took a salary cut to come to work in your ministry. But he said, we made more money when we were with you than we did in the church we left that was paying us a big salary. He said, you treated us so kindly and so nice. He said, but the people, the people, we didn't want for anything. And then he said, you had a speaker in. And I met the speaker. And he said, and, and this is a ministry that's huge. If I called the name, you'd know. And, and he's a personal friend of this ministry. We've been friends for a long time. He said, my wife is now the CEO of the ministry. And they got literally hundreds of employees in Bible schools and a lot of places in the world. He said, if we had never come to grace, we would never be where we are today. And he said, Pastor, thank you for all that you and Pastor Sharon sowed into our life. He said, now I'd get to do this. And now she actually does everything in the ministry under 
the leader of the ministry. See, I made sure that as they were moving on, I was okay. I wanted to make sure I was okay, even though I didn't want them to move on at the time. And now we could sit. Last week we sat at Starbucks and it was almost two hours and and I finally said I have to go. And tears were streaming down his face. And he said, I'll never forget you. I'll never forget you. I'm not bragging on me. I'm just trying to tell you. I could have blown it. I could have blown it by not releasing and letting go and being angry because they went. But you know what? I chose to let go and do my best to go to the sweet place. And because I went to the sweet place, and actually, they sent an offering the other day. <laughs> they sent an offering to the ministry the other day. You know, see, see, how many times do we blow something up because something happens that we don't understand or we don't like? As I said, let me repeat it. One of the enemy's deadliest and most deceptive traps is to impress, imprison countless Christians and keep them from living in the sweet place. One of the traps in relationships, as you well know, is offense. And many people are unable to enjoy life and reach their full potential because they're offended at someone in their family or a relationship. Now, three weeks ago, or the last time I spoke, I said and I, I quoted and read Luke 17 and 1 where Jesus said it's impossible that no offense should come and then he went on to say but woe to those from whom it comes from so in other words Jesus is looking on God's looking on when somebody does something they shouldn't do and he said whoa I mean you can go and read the rest of that and he said be better that you tie a rock and let them sink than to fool with one of mine. So he said, whoa. Now, I just want to say to our viewing audience and everybody here, if you're offended, if you're offended, you're handicapped and you're hindered in your faith and you'll never reach your full potential. You'll never reach your full potential in your faith walk because you're out of the sweet place I'm trying to I'm trying to bring this to a place where I can finish see offense is a tool that the devil of the devil to bring people into captivity and we can divide offended people into two categories Offended people can be in two categories. One, those have been, who have truly, justly, they've been unjustly treated. And second, those who have been, and second, those who believe they've been treated unjustly. 
Either way, they're hurt and offended. So whether it was done or you perceive it's done, you're still offended. Now, it's not always easy to do the right thing or to stay in the sweet place when you've been wronged. See, you can't fix everybody else. You can't fix every problem. Everybody say, I can't fix every problem. So you can't fix someone else. So you can't fix someone else. And even though you may do the right thing, sometimes things will never be the same. And then sometimes relationships are not to continue after there's been a breach. You can get yourself fixed, but you can't fix the other person. Amen? And, and again, I've learned I can't fix the other person. But God can fix you. God can fix you with His love. And He can take you to the sweet place if you've been really hurt. If you've been really... God can fix you. Now, I am going to... Bear with me, Cheryl. I'm closing with this one. I got two things right here. We all have weaknesses. We all we all have weaknesses. But we got to realize that sometimes the winds of life strengthens us. Sometimes when we get things from people, sometimes that's the time that we really can grow. Somebody said, no, you're hurt, you can't. No, you, you can grow through it. But we all have weak places. You know, I heard a little story about Muhammad Ali riding on the airplane, and, and we, we know he's passed on now, but he was riding on the airplane, and, and the flight attendant come up to him and said, Mr. Ali, fasten your seatbelt. And he said, looked up at her with his smile, and he said, oh, miss, he said, I'm Superman, I don't need a super belt, seat belt. And she looked at him and she said, Mr. Ali, Superman doesn't need an airplane. <laughs> Fasten your seat belt. <laughs> None of us are Superman. None of us are Wonder Woman. We all have our weaknesses. We all have a hard time sometimes trying to go to Jericho because we've been so ashamed, so embarrassed. Our beards have been cut off. See, I, I'm, I'm in next week's message right now, but I'm going to close with this. <laughs> One of the first things I learned when I was one, not the first, but one of the first things I learned was to, when I was taking my pilot's training, you take off into the wind. When you don't have any wind and you're taking off, it takes you longer to get lift. Or if you're taking off with the wind, if you're in a situation, you have to take off with the wind. It even takes you much longer. Your speed has to be much more to get lift. 
And see, lift comes from the top of the wing, not the bottom. Lift comes when the wing, the, the air is going over the wing, then it causes lift to come. So what I'm saying is, if there's no wind, it's harder to take off. Or if you're with the wind, it's almost really difficult to take off. So the winds of life really should cause us to be better, not worse. Amen? Amen. You know, we were watching a movie the other day, and, and it was a nice movie. We, we don't watch bad movies. We was watching it at home. But a, a woman had lost a child, and she just would not move on. And she kept her family in jeopardy. She kept her family in jeopardy. She just wouldn't move on. It wasn't easy for us to move on, but we had three other children. See, winds can make you or they can lift you. They can lift you or they can destroy you. We try to let the lift or the, the winds lift us, not destroy us. And one more thing about the airplane. Have you ever seen when it's cold and they're out there with those um, de-icers and they're de-icing the airplane? Maybe it didn't snow, but maybe the airplane was sitting there all night and frost got on the wings. Somebody said, well, just frost? You cannot take an airplane off. It will not get lift if there's frost on the, on the wings. I remember that's one of the first things that I would do in the cold weather and places when I, I had our plane and I was flying. I went out to feel the wings when it was cold, if it had been sitting outside. You can, you can go 200, you can get the airplane up to 200, 300 miles an hour. But lift will never occur because the frost is hindering lift. The, the, wing has to, the wing has to be clear before there can be lift. So what I'm saying to you, you can't take off until you get rid of the offense. But when you're going into it, let it lift you Amen. instead of you holding on to it Amen. or you'll never take off. Amen. Something beautiful. Can you do that? Something beautiful Something good All my Everybody sing it. Everybody sing it. Oh my 
message today and say Lord I want to go to the sweet place instead of holding on these men these men were sent to the sweet place because their honor their character everything they represent and and I'll tell you next week about the beard, why the beard was so, so important to these men. I'll tell you about that. But the sweet place of life comes through, comes through opposition. See, if you don't have opposition, you don't ever know if you've got faith or not. If, if, if something doesn't come to try and hurt you, you don't know if you love or not. So we say, oh, I know I love. No, 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 no. It's easy to love those who love you. But when somebody does the wrong thing, that's when you have to learn to be in the sweet place with God's love because you can't get in that sweet place on your own. I've tried it. And it just doesn't work. Now, Father, I pray over everyone in this room today. They will understand when something goes wrong. That's the time to go to the sweet place. That's the time to realize this, this, this pain, this hurt is to cause them to grow, not to react and let it destroy them or crash them. So Holy Spirit today, may you intervene in the life of someone that's watching somewhere in the world. And I pray, I pray Holy Spirit that those that's right now in the wind 
that they're facing the wind, whatever that wind is, that it'll make them stronger. It'll make them stronger than they've ever been. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for healing. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for healing. I thank you for deliverance. Come on, somebody's just receiving. Somebody's receiving. Whether it's somewhere in the world or whether it's in this chapel. I I, I sense the anointing of the Holy Ghost so strong here today. I sense the anointing of the Holy Ghost so strong here today. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, let's just worship. Let's just worship in a minute. Let's just worship. 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 Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Let the power, let the peace, let the anointing of God go through you. Let it go through you right now. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Ooh, I'm telling you, I, I sense relief for somebody. And I'm just praying, God, help me stay in that sweet place. I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, someone was texting me this week and, and I hadn't heard from them in a long time or quite a while. And they were saying stuff. I was trying to answer back. Finally, I said, are we Okay. Are we okay? I I wanted to ask that question. Are we okay? And they said, yes, I've just been so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. I said, I just want to make sure we're okay. I went the extra mile. They wouldn't have said anything. And again, I'm I'm not trying to take any accolades or that I'm better than someone else. I got so far to go. I missed the mark. I missed the mark. And I'm I'm not happy when I do. I just want that sweet place. I want to live in that sweet place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I guess, does anybody want prayer this morning? Is anybody in the room? Come up here, Flame. Let me lay hands on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, let every need be met. Let every need be met right now in Jesus mighty name let healing continue to flow let the anointing continue to flow come on folks help me out help me out oh come on help me out flame I feel the anointing the anointing I am part to you now I am part to you now I am part to you now Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Receive it. 
bless you, Mike. What you want the Lord to do this morning? I want to pray for my healing, for all prostates and all soul on you in my stomach. I know y'all been standing for a while, but I appreciate that. I just, I just feel your, your strength, and I feel your faith coming my way. And Mike needs healing. Father, I, I, I believe your word. You said, if any sick among you, let him call him for the elders of the church. So as Mike is here today, we lay hands upon him and we speak healing. We speak healing into his body right now. We speak healing into his body right now. Mike, receive right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, that's it. Every one of you, begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in the Spirit. The glory of God's in this chapel today. Let the glory come down. Let the glory come down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What you need today? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God, you just touched Sarah. And God, you restore. You restore everything that was taken. You restore everything that was taken. Let her be amazed. Let her be amazed. Let her be amazed at your power of how you can restore and heal. No more brokenness, Lord. No more brokenness. Oh, Sarah, there it is. There it is, Sarah. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What you want, son? Have a star test this week. Huh? Have a star test this week. Star test. Star test. Oh, somebody treats you bad this week. Test for school, for school. Oh. Pass them to the next grade. Oh. Somebody needs to catch me up. You got it. Thank you for LJ, Lord. Thank you for his mother teaching him the right way. Now you just be with him. You be with him. And Lord, you are promotion. Promotion comes from above. And you are promoting him in Jesus' mighty name. I'm telling you, it, 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 if he's feeling what I'm feeling, something's going into him, it's better than electricity. Electricity is good, but I'll tell you right now, what I'm feeling is better than electricity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for everyone in our audience that's been hurt, that's been wounded, that's lost a relationship, Maybe going through a terrible divorce. 
lost a loved one, I just pray, Lord, that they'll see they're not the only one. But other people have gone through it. And help them to run to the sweet place. Help them to run to the sweet place. Help them to run to the sweet place. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to receive our tithes and offerings here and on the internet. You know, one of our viewers, one of our viewers that's watched us for a long time. And this week sent a check. Said we want to be a part of Experience Life Church. Isn't that awesome? I mean, we get more, but I mean, one in particular that God supernaturally opened the windows of heaven for them because they've been doing some things for God the right way. And they said, we're sending this to Experience Life Church because we've been so helped by Experience Life Church and the ministry from Experience Life Church from both Pastor Al and, and you. They didn't know Pastor Al. I've known our church because we've been so helped by Experience Life Church and the ministry from Experience Life Church from both Pastor Al and, and you. They didn't know Pastor Al. I've known him for a long time, but they said we've been so helped. And they just had on the screen there, you that are watching by the internet, of where to send your offering to or how to do that. And I appreciate you that's doing it on the internet. Bless you. Thank you. When you go to the internet and you give on the internet, if you don't do it that way, that's fine. But you that do, that's, that's wonderful and you're a blessing when you, when you do that. Thank you so much. I'll say bye to you in the internet audience. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for viewing.